Well, friends, welcome back on this lovely first Friday in June. And we want to welcome to the program a wonderful friend of the Apostolate. He comes and joins us every month with his senior spirituality segment uh, from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seo. Deacon, welcome back. Well, thank you so much. It's good to be back. I know. Um, I always always look forward when I get a chance to speak with you guys. Thank you. Well, it's always a joy having you. And, And as I said last week, because we had you scheduled to be on last week and we had those uh, technical issues. I said, whatever you have to say must be very powerful. So uh, we know that there's something very, very good coming our way. <laughs> not too much pressure, is there? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not We're at just, all. just setting you up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I'm not so sure if it's really important. I think it is. I'll tell you what it is I'd like to speak about today if I can. Yes. Last time I was with you, we spoke about prayer. And what, what I was speaking about was the fact that when we pray, we should we should pray like we would pray, like we would talk to a friend, mm-hmm. speak to God like a friend. And um, I had great reaction uh, to that conversation. But I had a number of people say to me, especially my senior friends, okay, you know, and my senior spirituality, my senior friends, you know what? It's great that we say talk like a friend and pray like a friend with Jesus. But how, how do you pray? Um, and it kind of goes back to the basics that I said, you know what, I guess I should step back a bit and talk about prayer. So if that's okay with you, I want to talk about prayer. Please yeah. do, because um, we all need it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things we did in my parish, for example, after, after that segment last time, and some of the people in my parish asked me about prayer, we did a 14-day prayer challenge. So we, we, you know, every day I sent something out to the group uh, prayer-related, and one of the things I first started out with was the who, what, when, where, and why of prayer, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the basics, like, okay, who should we be praying for? You know, that's an easy one. We pray for our family, we pray for our friends, we pray for those who are sick, uh, even those who are well, you know, our departed uh, friends and relatives, you know, those that are in need and marginalized. So we you know, we spent some time talking about the who. Um the what is really, I think, what, what gets some people bogged down sometimes, because there's so many different types of prayer. And we can get ourselves so bogged down and saying, I want to do Lexio Divina, I want to do the Rosary, I want to do this, or I want to do that. And we just got ourselves to the point where we're trying to do too many things. Mm. So you know, what, 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 I, what I say to people is when it gets to the what, choose one thing. Choose one thing and stay with it for a couple of weeks. Let it become part of your daily prayer ritual. Um, let it kind of mature. Um, and, you know, if after a couple of weeks that's not working for you, then go to something else. But don't keep hopping around. And don't keep trying to do too many things. I think that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about that. That's excellent. Um, and many of us grew up with the, the recitation prayers, you know, that in school you, you'd go in and you'd, you'd pray the rosary or, you know, that was if you were in Catholic school or maybe with your family you'd pray the rosary or as children we learned and memorized the angel of God, the Our Father. But the, then, as you say, there's so many other ways to pray and sometimes we don't know where to start. It's, it's absolutely true. So I think we just give, us, give ourselves a chance with some different types of prayers, but stick with it. Don't try to jump around. Don't try to add too many things. I, I also get the, the question that came up a lot during our 14-day prayer challenge is when do we pray? Mm. And, you, you know, that, that is a tough one because everyone's schedules are so different. And, and what I say to people is when is not so important as this, that you choose when that time is going to be so it can define your day. 
you know, definitely start your day with prayer. That that's what really needs to be. So to find that time in the morning to start your day in, in, in prayer, um, and and let it define your day. I think all of us, if we have to, even if we just wake up a little bit earlier, um, to do something, and then make sure that we we kind of at the end of the day just think about what our day has been. What what did we learn? Uh, what did we offer up to God? Um, what could we do better? So so that that when becomes an important part as well. The, the the where is interesting too because you know I think it's Father Schmidt who said you know you don't want to pray horizontal because <laughs> you're going to fall asleep. That's right. <laughs> and I know it's that way. With it's so, so funny. So, I just I have to say it's so funny you said that because in my mind as you're saying when do we pray. Why not wake up 10 or 15 minutes earlier? And I thought, okay, I could do that, and I could just lay in bed and pray. This is what I'm picturing. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. Stay away from horizontal prayer. Okay, got it. <laughs> as best as we can. Well, it might, it might work for some people, and I know. But when I get into bed at night, when I lay down, I sit, my, eyes are, yep. my eyes are closing. So I think when we get to the where, um, you know, it, it create a little prayer space in your home, or just a chair, a little place that you can pray. And, and, and let it be a start to your day. And, and then the why. The why is really critical. You know, why do we pray? We pray to build a relationship with God. That's really what it's all about. We want to build that relationship. You know, we, 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 we don't get immediate answers, and that's okay. Don't give up. Build a relationship. That's where it's, it's important, I think, when we understand the prayer is, is creating that deep friendship with our Lord, um, because we're in it for the long haul, and we're in it for a relationship. You know, we don't get together with friends just because we expect to get something out of it. We get together with friends because we enjoy their company, and we're able to share with them, and we're able to kind of commiserate sometimes, we're able to laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with our Lord, that friendship that we want to look at. Uh, when when we do that, so those were those were I think the the who, what, when, where, and why that was important, and we did those in our fourteen day prayer challenge. And then one of the prayers, and I have to share this with you guys because I never heard this before, and and maybe the listeners and and, and viewers and you guys have heard this before. I never did. I never heard of the five finger prayer. This was totally news hmm. to me. Hmm. Did you guys ever hear this? I've heard it, and I don't remember what it is. <laughs> okay. So this is something that, that Pope Francis, I guess, be, before he became Pope Francis, this is something that, that he instructed people to do. And it's called the five-finger prayer, and I was actually doing this with my grandson today, because I think it's, it's great for us to work with our children and our grandchildren. So, you know, hold up your hands. The thumb is the closest finger to you. So start praying for those who are closest to you, the persons that are easiest to remember. You pray for your you know, for your loved ones, those dear ones, those people who are so important to you and so close to you. And my grandson said, you know, he said about praying for your mom and your dad. He said, also pray for my dog. I said, absolutely. <laughs> so there you go. So, so those are the people that are close to you to pray for. Your next finger is the index finger. So you pray for those who teach you and instruct you and heal you because they need our support as well. Uh, they need the, the, the wisdom and direction. So we pray for those who instruct us, okay? whether it be the teachers or our priests, um, or all of those people who in some way help strengthen us. The, uh, the following finger, the middle finger, is the tallest. So on that finger, we should pray for our leaders, the governors, the president, all those who have authority, our local officials. 
all of those who have authority, we pray that the God will guide them so that they will just make the best decisions, the right decisions, the decisions that are best for all people, okay? Not just special interests, but all the things that are good for people. The fourth finger is the ring finger. And I was surprised to learn that that's the weakest finger. That makes sense when I think about it now. That's our weakest finger. So it reminds us to pray for the weakest, for those who are sick, for those who are plagued by problems, for those who are, uh, who, who are in need of, of just financial assistance and food and just the basics. So they need our prayers, and we need to pray for those weakest. We can remember that uh, from our ring finger, our weakest finger. And then finally, we have our smallest finger, our pinky. That's the smallest of all. So we should remember to pray for ourselves. When we are done praying for the others, we're done praying for those other groups, pray for ourselves. And after we pray for the other groups, we're able to put our own needs in better perspective. We're able to realize where we fall in that whole scheme of God's creation. So we pray for our own needs in a better way. We pray on our pinky. And that's the five-finger prayer. Beautiful. Isn't that a simple way, I think, to teach um, our young ones right. and yes. to pray, as well as people who are just trying to, to discern right. how, how to pray? Right. People right. who say, where, where do I begin? What's the best way to do this? And, you know, I think mm-hmm. everybody is, as you know, Deacon, at a, at a different level of spirituality. And for some people, it's yeah. very easy to enter into a very deep state of prayer. They say, Holy Father, St. Pope John Paul II would literally groan. He'd be, mm-hmm. in, he'd be in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament or before the tabernacle, and he would groan as the Spirit was praying through, through him. And other people, you know, may, maybe it's just, as you say, it's, it's, a, it's just a simple conversation with God is, is the best they can do at the moment. You know, and I, and I think you're right, and I think we have to think about, just for, for example, for husbands and wives, and you said it so well, people are at different places in their, in their prayer life. Um, for those who we love, we may not be in the same place spiritually. So it's important that we respect that other's spirituality and place so that we are not intimidating them with our prayer. You know, our prayer can be deep in a certain way. Others could be, we look at it and say, that's basic, but that's okay. Let's support each other as we are in our prayer life, mm-hmm. recognizing and understanding that each of us is in a different place. And it's okay whatever place they're in, so long as we can just help and guide them to continue to find that time for prayer, that who, what, when, where, and why of prayer. So it can grow with each individual and become a more important part of their lives. Mm. And I, I, when you opened, Deacon, about conversation with God, you know, how mm. just a basic conversation, I, I always think, and my listeners know this as I talk about it often, how uh, in the in the musical Fiddler on the Roof, the character Tevia was always just talking to God. He was just speaking to him as if he was walking along the path with him, and in just normal conversation. And that's a great way to start because uh, you know there's no nothing holding us back. Not we're not having to memorize anything. We're not having having to. But but just a normal conversation, letting the Lord know what we're thinking, how we feel, with questions and observations, and it's a wonderful way to start that relationship. It certainly is. It certainly is. And I think if we could just continue to encourage people, just, you know, when people say to you, but how do I pray? Mm-hmm. Just you know, think about, okay, 
how do you talk to a friend? How do you mm-hmm. interact with your friend? How do you interact with your husband, your wife, or how do you interact with your loved ones? That's the same way. It is. Interact with God. It way. is. And I think also uh, to our more senior citizens and more senior brothers and sisters who maybe those who are confined to their homes or to uh, assisted living or even in a nursing home, uh, there's great power in their prayer, and they could spend their time in whatever way they want in prayer in their uh, infirmity or in their isolation. Uh, and, and, you know, we have great examples of that, I think, uh, uh, you know, if in our own families. If we look back and think, I know my mom used to sit in her living room at a particular place every day, and she used to tell she had a whole list of prayers to pray, a whole list of intentions every day she'd be praying for. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to spend our time. I, I tend to, you're right, I tend to think of, of again, of, of seniors, of, of older folks, I tend, tend to think of us as prayer warriors. I know that when I visit a hospital or a nursing home, and, and, and someone will say to me, um, you know, I, I wish I could do something. I wish I was able to go to Mass. I wish I was able to do X, Y, or Z. And, I, and I'm able to say to them, what you can do is most powerful, because you can pray. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, uh, if, I, if I'm seeing people on a Saturday, and I say, today... There are so many people getting married. Pray for those people who are getting married. Pray that they're going to have a great relationship. You know, every day there, there, there are women who are, uh, who are pregnant. There are women who are trying to, trying to raise their families. They're trying to pray for those people. Those of us who are older, we can become prayer warriors. We can, our prayers are exceptionally powerful that we're able to give. So if we're able to make sure that we think about all of the people that we could be praying for, it is so powerful. So much can happen as a result of our good prayer. And if I could just add one little thing, Deacon, and, and see what your take is on this. Um, the, the other part of those people that are retired or um, in, a, in a, an adult community and, and they have some mm-hmm. time, they can pray with such intention. And my example is, as I was raising the children, I would be folding the laundry or cleaning up the toys, and then the rosary was going through my head. I thought, okay, how, how many Hail Marys is it going to take mm-hmm. to pick up all the toys? Or I would be driving. I, I worked part-time. I would drive to work, and um, I'd be praying in the car while I was driving. But just think yeah. about the intentional prayer where they have the time and they can just sit in peace and quiet and 100% focus on the prayer. Well, how, how powerful is what you just said? That intentional prayer, it it becomes an understanding and a recognition within ourselves that with every moment in our lives, we can be interacting with our Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's that when you're you're folding the laundry, that you're able to say the rosary, or whether you're able to do other work, whether you're cleaning up, whether you're helping someone, you can be interacting with our Lord. And, and that, I think, is what's critical. Prayer is not always just, I want to set this time aside. Yes, that's important. But prayer is also, throughout my day, what am I going to offer up? How am I going to interact with our Lord throughout my day? That, that just becomes so powerful and brings such joy to our lives. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about having a Christ-centered life. Boom, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Great way and great words, uh, Deacon. As always, we thank you for your, your beautiful insight and wisdom. And uh, thank you on this first Friday, putting a lot of a lot, a lot to think about, a lot to pray about, and enter into that beautiful uh, relationship with the Lord through that prayer. So again, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again next month. Thank you so much. I can't wait. God okay. bless you, Deacon. Thank you.
God bless everyone. Take care. Bye now. And friends, you stay where you are. I'll be right back. Don't go away.